How does it sound to be able to consistently teach creative lessons without having to stay late to plan? Can I get a yes, please? Look, I know it sounds outrageous, but it's 100% possible. This is what we're going to do. We're going to combine creative lesson plans, innovative teaching strategies, and a positive mindset. But how do you do that? In this podcast episode, it is a special bonus episode that you get to listen to. This is a replay of the webinar that we just had that was, oh my gosh, phenomenal. But here's the thing. Because it's a podcast, ACPRP will not allow you to get credit for it. If you want ACPRP CEU credit or any sort of CEU credit, you got to go register at alliedindependenceonline.com forward slash IEP. Do the steps, the things to get the credit. But if you just want the info and you just want it while you're driving or walking or whatever, then stay. Let's party because this stuff is so good on fire. This episode will be removed by August 11th when we take away the bonuses that we're offering right now for our Clarity Lesson Plan membership. All right, let's just get to the show because I cannot wait any longer. Welcome to A Step Forward, a podcast for ambitious VI specialists who are challenging the status quo. I'm Cassie Maloney, your new work bestie. With over 15 years of experience as an O&M specialist, author, professional development junkie, mom, and owner of Allied Independence, I have been through the ringer. And now I'm here to bring you a boost of inspiration, information, and our favorite innovation as we trade feeling overwhelmed for overjoyed while we create a significant impact in the lives of our learners and still lead more balanced, fulfilling lives. So grab your favorite beverage because we're about to take a step forward. Welcome to our summer, although it feels like fall, professional development opportunity. This is entitled Optimize Your IEPs, but we're going about it in a little bit of a different way. A lot of you guys who know me already know that I do things quite a bit differently than the rest of our professional development world here in the United States does that. We've got a few bits of housekeeping. If you need closed captions, we have live transcript. Images on the back of the screen won't, won't be described if they're just like for pretty because they don't matter. They're literally just decoration. But anything that needs to be described 100% will be. And we're going to have intermittent Q&A. So I have a lot of slides planned. You guys might see that I might skip some or I might go back to some if we need to, depending upon where we are with our conversation. You'll see why in a second, but I have a really hard time diving into your questions in the chat and then coming back to them. So feel free to write all your questions in the chat. And then when we get to the intermittent Q&As, I will be happy to answer that. But first, I want to know a little bit about you. Will you let me know if you are a TBI or if you are an O&M? or if you have another reason for being here today. I would love to hear from you so that way I can make all of this as applicable to you as possible. Hi, Dean, nice to see everybody. It's so wonderful to have so many people here, especially during the summer. We've got some comms, TBIs, a dual. Oh, Nadine, you're currently in management. Oh, and how exciting. Okay, we've got some people from California. More comms, good. I know that I 
I see a lot of the same names that we've seen a lot and a lot of new people. So I wanna let you know a little bit about how things are going to roll. Here with me, we've got big presentation planned and I want you to take a lot away from it. But I wanna also make sure that you're here to learn the right things and we're not you know, wasting your time because time is the most precious resource. If you're a TPI or O&M who wants to consistently teach creative and impactful lessons to increase your learner's ECC skills and still have a personal life, there is a balance. If you constantly feel overwhelmed or currently feel overwhelmed by the amount of things that you have to do, if you're a TBI or O&M and you want your learners to make more progress in less time, but you already work too many hours to even try to figure out how to make that happen, this training is for you. Today, I'm talking to the go-getters, the ones who love teaching and want to get better at it. I expect a lot of things to come up for you today. You might have things come up that challenge the way that you look at things. I'm not just teaching you how to do things. I'm going to be elevating your perspective because we can't solve problems from the same level of consciousness that they were created in. I didn't make that up. Albert Einstein did. And so what we're going to do is we're going to elevate your thinking. We're going to go from stressed out and burnt out to overjoyed and excited to teach again. And if you walk away with one to two new things that you can add to your repertoire to save you 20 minutes a week, half an hour a week, an hour a week, then we have done our job. You are giving me 90 minutes of your time and I fully hope to deliver much more than that in your return and investment. But I'm not here for everybody. If you tend to get stuck and take professional development and don't implement it, or if you don't really want to learn how to go deeper, if this is all that this is for you, that's totally great. But at the very end, we're also going to be talking about our Clarity membership, what that entails, and if you'd like to be a part of it to elevate your teaching even more, then I'm going to be offering you a very special offer that's only for right now. You don't have to join us in Clarity. It doesn't matter, but I want to be able to serve you. And so with that, we have some more goodies for you. We already sent you an email with your all access page, but it'll also be coming to you once this replay is alive and on the all access page. This was your confirmation page that you went to when you signed up for the webinar. It is a dynamic page. So if you're new to me, listen up. And I'm going to speak a little louder because if you have left your station and you're wandering around your house right now, come back. This stuff is very important. Your all access page will have the replay once it's available, but immediately it will also have your CEU form. That CEU form is your ticket to your certificate of completion. Whether you turn that into ACBREP if you are an O&M or if you turn that into your accrediting body through the state, you will still get the same CEU. If you are a TVI and you want to use the certificate of completion and you have extra paperwork for us to fill out, please email us. We are more than happy to fill out any extra paperwork that you need for this professional development opportunity. You have been emailed that link and it will be emailed out to you after the replay is up again. In order to get your CEUs, you need a few things. You need the beginning code. It hasn't been given yet on purpose. 
you need the ending code, and you also need answers to comprehension questions. Also, we are giving coffee on us. If you take a screenshot of this or a selfie and you post it on social, I want to give you a free coffee. We'll have Diane send it to you tomorrow. I'll send her a list today of all the people who take a picture. Tag me at Allied Independence or DM me with your screenshot so that way you can be eligible. Now, your beginning code is the word TIME, T-I-M-E. Again, your beginning code is the word TIME, T-I-M-E. They can be all caps, all lowercase, or the first letter can be capitalized. Do not make any other changes. Don't add a space at the end. Do not make the I capitalized. It is a binary computer code. It is not visual. And we don't manually check this. It's checked by Google. So what makes someone an impactful teacher? You're here to consistently teach creative lessons. And that's what impactful teachers do. Have you ever wondered how most struggling teachers continue to spin their wheels and make little progress, but some seem to have it all, like they have found this amazing balance? That's what we are going for. But they don't get there by having some shiny penny of a teaching strategy. I've been there. I've looked. It doesn't work. And they don't also get there just by having some like amazing self-care ritual. That also doesn't work. It takes the intersection of both of those in order to be a really, truly impactful teacher. There are four areas that we're looking at impactful teaching, and I put them in, in a pyramid. Here's the deal. We only have 1% of our learners' waking lives with them. If you're with your learner for an hour a week, that's 1% of their waking life. Other people are with them 99% of the time. If you teach Braille every day of the week, five days a week, then you're with them 2% of the time. So if you're feeling stressed because other people aren't listening to you and you know you're the expert and you want your learners to excel and get better, then you know that you need this. But one of the biggest, the top key component of that is consistently teaching impactful lessons. And in order for them to be impactful, they need to be creative, they need to be fun, they need to be motivating. Every once in a while, coming up with this amazingly creative lesson is okay. But if we don't use our time wisely, then we won't be able to help our learners fully live up to their biggest potential. And it would kind of be like driving a car without, you know, knowing exactly where we're going. The shortest distance from point A to point B is a straight line. And so what we want to do within the short amount of time that we have is create that short line. And that is exactly what we are looking to do here today. In our Clarity membership, we give you everything that you need in order to do this. But today, I'm going to teach you how to do it yourself. The second part is something that people often overlook. And this is why you are here today. And I don't know if you knew it, and I don't wanna piss you off, but I'm not gonna send you down the road looking for shiny pennies and ways to be more creative. Today, we are gonna be more creative by looking at practical ways to be more productive, to take the time that we have within our day, shrink our tasks down and use our brains in the most effective way. And from there, that is where the creative ideas come from because structure breeds creativity. Now, we don't always utilize systems in our admin tasks. And when we don't, we create a situation where we can't win. 
it's kind of like if Apple didn't have SOPs or even the district that you work for, whoever you work for, they all have standard operating procedures. But when it comes to us, they don't tell us how to do our processes. They just tell us to do our work and we are in charge of creating those processes. So we're gonna look at how we've created those processes along the IEP. There are many other ways that we can do this. And that way we can become more impactful teachers. I got a DM in a second ago, I got you, and I hope that I already answered your question and that you'll get the link in a little bit. The third factor that we're gonna be looking at just a little bit is one of the most important parts of teaching. And I think everybody can agree that you need innovative teaching strategies. You need to be on the cutting edge of what's new, staying on top of things so that way you can actually take those lessons and those new teaching strategies and then you can plug them into your IEPs and your lessons and run with them and help make you a significantly more impactful teacher. Now, how many truly effective VI specialists, do you know that don't use innovative teaching strategies and that don't go to a different professional development? It's going to be hard to find them out there because they might be a dime a dozen. Typically, the people who don't stay on top of things are like the doctors who don't stay on top of the new, newest and latest greatest. Those doctors, we probably don't go to because we know that there are better people out there for us. Same thing with teaching, but your students can't just like ditch you like you can leave your doctor. That is a huge component in being an impactful teacher, but it's not the most important. The most important and the most overlooked compartment of being an impactful teacher is having a positive mindset. Let's take into consideration it's a rainy day and you're snuggling up on your couch and you want to watch Netflix and it starts to rain. That rain doesn't matter at all. You're comfy cozy. Maybe it makes things a little bit better even. But if it was your wedding day and it started raining and your wedding was outside, I was one of those. It's not fun. It's very stressful. But take into consideration the farmer. The farmer sees the rain, especially if they're in a drought, and they're excited for it. Was the rain good or bad? No. But oftentimes we come into situations where we see something, a situation, a circumstance as good or bad. And what we do is we internalize it and then we have a bad day. And then the consequence of that, if we don't show up for our lessons in a positive mindset and the ability to let things roll off our back because we have a system in place to be able to catch our thoughts and change them. And if you are new here, I know that this sounds crazy, but it is absolutely something that works. You know, when you're having a bad day and you, if you have kids at home, your kids start to act up and you're like, what? Why today? Why today? Why are you doing this day? I just need you to be good today. It's because they can feel our energy. Same thing like when you're walking down the street and you smile at somebody. Scientifically, this is like a vision component aspect as well, but scientifically, it only takes 10 seconds of you smiling for the other person to smile. 10 seconds. That's it. 
your energy and your mindset is contagious. And I bet you can think of times when you were low or you had had a bad day and you just kept not able to change it and, not, and just like stuck in there and your lesson just didn't go the way that you wanted it to. When we're only given 1% of our learners waking lives, every one of those moments counts. So this is the pyramid and I think of it as like an intersection of impactful teacher and balanced life. And this is where we get to live. If you don't know me, I'm gonna just go over my spiel real quick. I'm Cassie. I have a master's degree from the Florida State University with Leah. I got my master's in VI, although I never practiced because I moved here to Texas and became a comms and I've been here for 15 years as an O&M. So you'll notice that most of my examples that I'm going to give you are O&M. However, this year we are expanding to not just help O&Ms, but also help TVIs as well. And so my TVIs in the group you guys are especially going to be asked to chat with me and give me your opinions. We're going to be talking a lot with everybody today, so that way we, I can help you on your level. Don't just take my O&M example and say, oh, this doesn't work for me because she's an O&M. That's not true. That's just an example I'm giving because we're already 15 minutes into this, and I want to make sure that we really get to the good stuff, but I have to set you know this foundation first. I'm also the founder of Allied Independence. Lazier, and the International Own and Online Symposium. And I wasn't always an impactful teacher, and it sucks to say this. My first year of teaching, I was also getting my master's degree. So I was working 14-hour days, and then I was working after work. And right now, what you see on your screen are three different pictures of me, one during my first year of teaching, because I did my internship when my group went to the guide dog school. So my school let me go my first year teaching. I think this is one of my only teaching pictures. But I struggled so hard and I struggled for so many years. Finally, I became like what we call the diehard dean. If you're in our Instagram community, you know that we have archetypes and we've We've nicknamed them all, but in the diehard dean, you know, your learners are making a lot of progress, but you are still struggling with your personal life. And nobody noticed. I got accolades. People like were like, oh, you're such a great teacher. And, and yeah, I was a really good teacher. But then I got burnt out because I was working so much that I didn't have a way to lower the amount that I was working and still maintain my learners' skills. Do you guys ever feel that way? This chat is super quiet right now. Let me know if you do. And if I look over to the side, it's just because I have my chat over here. And then within that, so I really started to try to figure out how to get better. And my teaching got better. And I chased all the shiny pennies and I went to all the conferences and I was like, this is the thing because this is all the people talk about. This is the thing. And I was still working so much. And then I had two kids in 19 months and I also was writing a book and I started teaching yoga online. I don't know why, like I was crazy, but it was at that time, it was either do or die. I was either going to like sink or float. I was either going to become great or I was going to, you know, fail miserably. And when you have a business online, some of the most important things that they teach you are not necessarily how to run a business, but how to manage your time. And so today, I'm really passionate about bringing those techniques into teaching because during my last years of teaching, when I did that, and now as a contract teacher, when I bring the CEO side and the teaching side and combine them, it is 
magic. And I get to live a great personal life and I get to be an impactful teacher, as Julie says, always. So the third picture is just a headshot of me now. All right, this is real quick. I want you to guess how many hours do teachers work? Go ahead and put it in the chat if you can. The majority of teachers work 10 or more hours for free per week. Nobody's writing in chat. Y'all are quiet today. Fine. This webinar will work a lot better if you start chatting because <laughs> we have a lot to go over. 40 to 50, 55, perfect. And we do have a little bit of a lag. So I'll try to ask you questions and then I'll talk a little bit. 70, yeah, 70 plus, yes, Stacy. Okay, one in four teachers work 60 hours a week. So if there are 31 people here on this call, we'll say 30, because we've got Diane, that's one in four of us work 60 hours a week. We know time is money, right? It's a little colloquialism, because it's pretty true. And so let's put this into money equivalency. If you make $55,000 a year, that's about $38 an hour for the school year. And at $38 an hour, yes, yeah, 60, 65, 50, 60, exactly. The extra 20 hours a week is an extra $760 a week that you're working for free. And I'm not saying you personally, I'm saying the people who do this. That's $27,360 over 36 weeks, which is a typical American school year. That is a lot, a lot of money. What could you do with 27,000 extra dollars? I would love to know. I would love to have that extra money too. And one in 10 teachers work 65 hours a week. Realistically, if you're here, it's because you might be feeling that strain and you want to be able to streamline the way that you do things. And remember, we, we're gonna teach you how to streamline the way that you do things. Today, we're gonna turn up the dial a little bit because if you're here, my guess is that you're already doing a lot of the right things. And you might be like me, we're looking for a shiny penny. What's gonna be the one thing to fix it? The one thing to fix it, Stacey said she would go on an international vacay. Me too, girlfriend, me too. I'd fix up my house, I'd go on vacation, it'd be lovely. People who are in this room are the go-getters. You guys are the diehards. What we need to do is help you find ways to save time in order to be more impactful because your teaching and your IEPs are probably already really good. We are just turning up the dial. Also, everything that we're gonna talk about from here on out, I talked about that positive mindset for a reason and I gave you all of those things in the pyramid for a reason, because it's not just follow this one step, one step, one step, one step, and then bam, it's all done. It's all fixed for you. We need to show up consistently with creative and impactful lessons. And in order to do that, we have to figure out how we're doing things right now and shave off some of that time. So I like to call it practical productivity. And what it really is, is a very brain, brain-based approach. I should not put that down for my next webinar to have to try to say that. A brain-based approach to 
doing not just what you do, but how you do it. And all of us, I encourage each and every one of you guys to take what I'm saying and not just ask, does this work for me? Yes or no. But how can I make this work for me? Because we all have different caseloads. We all have different experiences. And what works for me may not work for you. What works for you may not work for me. Also, as we go through this, I encourage you to write in the chat. I will say it out loud when I get, when I see it, when I can. I know that there's a little bit of a lag. Just talk and that way we can learn from each other's perspectives. Also, if you have questions, let me know and then I'll scroll back up and answer them. I'm looking over to my, my left, your right, because I have two screens. We're looking at this from the role of executive functioning. Can you put a one in the chat if you like know what executive functioning is? Yeah, Leon does good. Perfect, executive functioning, love it. We've got a few ones, wonderful. So what we're doing today is we're looking at the role of executive functioning. This will help you to use what you're already doing and do it in a faster way and allow your brain to clear up, clear up some space. It's kind of like if you have this you know, closet and you wanna buy more clothes and you wanna have more ideas. Well, you can't add more clothes into the closet if it's already cluttered. But when you go in there, when it's organized and everything is in its place and things are working the way that they're supposed to, then you, have, you can see all the clothes that you already have, you can decide what kind of new clothes you want, and then you can be more creative with your outfits and even buy more clothes. Your executive functioning is housed in your prefrontal cortex and it serves for the role of basic memory, cognitive ability, attention, working memory, etc. But you can only hold so many things in your executive functioning in, in that part at a time. All right, so here's what we typically do. We have our daily activities and we're just focused on those. And then our weekly activities lead into our daily activities. Our yearly activities lead into our weekly, lead into our daily, and then we have our triennial activities. We can kind of see where this is going, right? In a perfect world, it would look like this in your IEP. We have the eval goals, lesson planning, and then teaching. But a lot of times, what we end up having is we have so many students on our caseload, we have so many different things going on, and it's sometimes hard to remember exactly what the goal is. It might be over here, your eval you completed last year, somewhere over here, and then lesson planning mm, down over here. And this is often how we do it. We get out of the car, we think about our lesson, what we're gonna do that day, and then we go teach. The next, the next lesson we think about it, we go teach. Can you guys put a two in the chat if you think that it is hard to find time to plan your lessons and then put a three in the chat if it's not hard like you lesson plan every week you know exactly what you're going to be teaching a week in advance golden lots of twos yeah that's normal right jen so your lesson planning often gets pushed to the wayside because we don't often have time for lesson plannings, or we've been doing this for so long that it's easy to not lesson plan. Or maybe thus far your lesson plans have been good enough. And so then it just kind of goes away. And over time, 
we start to fall into our own patterns. Today, we're gonna to disrupt those patterns and hopefully see if we can streamline them a little bit more. Might take some like tweaking, moving some things around, but we're gonna start at the eval. And we're gonna start in the area of assessments. I call this assessments that don't suck for you or your learner. Let's say it's uh, a month before school ends and you are busting your behind to get your learners to their assessment goal or to their IEP goal and you're really working really hard and you don't really have much time to spare and then you get that email, that reminder that says your assessment is due. Man, I know I was the one to do it, but I forgot. Or you get an email while your caseload is filled to the brim. You don't know how you can see any more students. Some days you have to skip lunch or you're chugging like a smoothie in the car because you can't get to sit down anywhere to actually eat. And then your boss says, oh, we got a new student in our district. They need an initial eval. All of that happens a lot. So what we're gonna do today is we're gonna look at how we complete our assessment a lot of time. Okay, what you guys may not know about me is I have been able to see over a hundred different people's assessments, which is really crazy to say, but I worked for a residential school where the students came in and only stayed for a few years and then they left. So I've had over 90 different students just at that school. And then now I'm contract all over my area and I have to take over students from different different O&Ms and different school districts, it, contract is a world in and of itself. And so it hasn't been a situation until maybe this year where now I'm kind of in a tunnel. I only see my assessment and I, I don't see anybody else's assessment because all the kids are mine and they don't go to anybody else. But it wasn't like that for me for a long time. And I got to see a wide range, the checklist assessments, the assessments that don't tell me what I need to know, but they tell the other teacher, but I could tell, I know that the rest of the information is just in their brain. And I get it, it takes a long time to write an assessment. So what I ended up having to do was kind of take the assessment strategy apart. You know how we have, like we do a folder review and then we figure out what skills we need and then we go observe and then we talk to the parents and then we write the assessment. That's typically how it runs. I had to take all of those pieces, throw them up in the air. And when they fell back down and I was really looking at how do I systematize this in a way that I can get more information in less time? That's when things started to really play out. And some of you guys may already do some of these things. And also if these concepts feel messy at first, that is a-okay. And so within Clarity and within other programs that I've taught, I've taught this method to over 160 other O&M specialists and a few VI specialists. I call it the macro to micro evaluation method. And it's a little bit different than what we've done. You can use any checklist, any assessment tool that you want to use. It does not matter. But this works specifically for your functional vision evaluation as well as your O&M evaluation. If you're doing things like the Jones or reading or Nemeth or math, it's not necessarily going to work in this way, but you can take pieces of it and make it work for those as well. The key here is just to open your mind 
to throwing all the pieces up in the air and bringing them back together that still has an objective outcome. You don't want to just like willy nilly throw things around, but it also allows you to get more information in less time. Because what we end up doing is we assess one skill and then we go and we assess another skill and we assess another skill. And then we might have to look at it after we've written it and say, oh, nope, I forgot that one thing. But if your contract or if it's an initial eval, you don't get more time. You're not allowed on campus. They're not going to pay you again. You're contracted for two hours. That's it. Done. And if you don't get it and you show up saying that you didn't get that information, it doesn't look good. So here's what I've learned how to do. Okay, on this video that we're about to see, I'm not gonna describe it just yet. So if you have a visual impairment, hang tight with us. I'm gonna ask you guys some questions and I don't want to persuade you. But if you were looking at this video from the perspective of an FVE or an O&M eval, I'd love for you just to write in the chat what you see, what you might write. And there's no right or wrong. I see a learner who is walking on a school campus on a paved, brick paved path. He's walking independently. What do you guys see? Y'all are quiet for noon. Again, there's no right or wrong. Using the macro to micro evaluation method. That's what you see? Yeah, okay, cool. Using the macro to micro evaluation method. What I now do is I do my folder review. And then I write my entire evaluation before I go see the learner, because I know that I can write it all out and then figure out what I need to see instead of doing it the other way around. Also, the other thing that I started doing was I started contacting parents before observing. Now, this may already be something that you were doing. It's not something that I was taught. I'm looking to see down where they're going. Jackie says, I see the same, but his head is hanging as if he's feeling down. Joanne says, student is following path, staying to his right, going beside the fence, gazing in different locations. Good. We see a lot of O&M stuff. FVE is hard for me to find, find the video to be able to show you guys. But yeah, so this is what I started doing. And you can do this with FVEs or O&M, if else, is I take it apart by environment and then I write out the skill, kind of like what TAPS does, you know, but I do it a, quite a bit more specific to the very specific environment, you know, the classroom with the lights on, the loud noises, me standing on to the left. I, when I observe and when I plan, I look at the entire macro and then I look at the skill. So what my assessment ends up saying is if we were to look at the same thing, my assessment ends up saying something like the learner was observed to travel independently while looking down in on a sunny day on a gravel path. And I give all of that information because I've seen them in their entire environment. And then what that allows me to do is say, okay, I got this environment here and I don't have to wait until I sit back down to my assessment, to writing my assessment. 
in order for me to figure out where else I need to go with them. I already have it. I already know because I saw the entire thing and I was, you know that you're paying attention to the entire thing always, but a lot of times the environment is secondary. If we can make the environment the primary thing that we are looking at and then the skills, I found that planning and writing go so much faster and we can provide more in-depth information with that tiny tweak. I mean, so small. It's the macro to micro evaluation method. We look at the macro aspect and then we bring it back down and then we look at each micro skill within. Does that make more sense? So if you guys were to write something now, just including the full environment in it and making sure that the parents know what you're talking about, the other teachers know what you're talking about, it's still the same amount of time that you're observing. And you can probably copy and paste throughout your assessment because you'll probably be assessing multiple skills. And then what I see is the learner looks down at their feet as they're traveling. You're right, they stay to the right, close to the contrast of the fence. Does that kind of make sense, you guys? I'm gonna let you write notes. Remember when you're writing notes, feel free to take a picture of any part of it and post it on social and we'll buy you coffee. Okay, loves, we're going on. I don't know why this one's again. Okay. So we've done the evaluation and we figured out ways to make our evaluation go quite a bit faster, as well as giving us more information. Now we've written our recommendations. Now we want to look at the progress reports. But we're going to stay in evaluation here for a second. If we can write our evaluation in a way that leads us directly to our progress reports, or at least, I you know, typically we point in a very broad direction because we don't know exactly where they're going. We just give broad information. But when we have the environment included and we have all of those other details, all those macro details and the micro details in our assessment, then three years later or two and a half years later, when we're going back to write new goals, we can look to say, oh, you know what? I remember exactly where they were. They were in a residential environment with a stop sign controlled intersection. And, you know, it was a cloudy day and there were trees all around. So I need to make sure that we either replicate that same environment or I need to make sure that mom and dad know that, hey, your kiddo needs sidewalks still. And then that way it leads us right to our progress reports. And I'm sure that you guys are already doing that. So let's get out a piece of paper. This is one of my favorite things to talk about here, our progress reports. And I'm gonna have you write one progress report goal. And if you want to do that in the chat, that would be lovely. So that way we could have some examples. Yeah, same as nine people. Exactly, Lee Ellen. So our progress reports will come directly from our IEPs. So you can choose any goal, just make it up. You know, it's still summer. I don't expect you to have your school brain on right now. Love it. Student cross street with 80% accuracy over nine sessions and three out of four trials this quarter. Jackie, that's perfect. That's a really good goal. And that, those are ones that we write all the time. Love it. And that's a really, really good example as well. And we'll get into ways that 
you can make that better and a little bit more clear for the parents and for yourself and able to copy paste it all. So one thing that I like to look at um, and one process that I like to do is I like to write my goals in a way that I can copy and paste as much as possible from one to the other. If possible, writing the goals in a way that, how do you say, that can be copy and pasted and that can be, the data can be recorded in one session when possible has saved me so much time. And when I can write goals that the parents know exactly what I'm talking about and the admins know exactly what I'm talking about, that helps everybody to get on board and it helps the learners grow so much faster. Because what I've seen is that if the parents don't understand what's going on, if they're confused about something, then they might not try or they might try and fail but you know, they tried, but they didn't talk to you about it. And then it's harder to get them to try again, especially if they see that their student, their child can't do something. And it's just all a matter of how we write these things. Julie says, demonstrate basic human guide skills, including holding a guide's wrist, follow the guide's lead and maintain a grasp until cued to let go on three out of four opportunities. That is great. So you guys are writing really good goals. Now we're just gonna see if we can elevate them to make your progress reporting go faster. So when it's possible, I like to set up a system that I can have one specific progress reporting or data collecting day. For those of you guys who are truly working on things where it's over the long haul, where you have to see it over the nine weeks, like you are gonna do this one thing nine times, then you definitely need to know exactly where those progress, that data is. And it has to be easily accessible. I would not take it on a notepad. I would not take it on a notebook. I would not take it on your phone unless it's in a Google form. You need to have it somewhere digital. So that way, and easy to access and organized so you can grab it and enter it into where you need to put it easily. Because if you are taking notes on in your notepad, on your phone or notes here, or I used to like take a sticky note, it was so weird, and tape it to my, my ID and I would write on my ID, what was I thinking? I was thinking it was fast is what I was thinking. I was thinking that I didn't have my phone out for anybody who was walking by. Now I work at a school where I have my phone out and my boss walks by. I'm like, I'm just on Google Maps. And he's like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> okay, technology has changed. Okay, so let's do this together. Often we have our date, our criterion, or our condition, our behavior, our skill, and then our criterion. And a lot of times we do use those percentages because that's what we've been taught. Or we take those percentages and we change them to be the same percentages, but just, you know, 80% might be four out of five trials. Here's the issue with percentages, especially when it's something that's subjective, is that it's subjective. We want to be able to be due processed at any time. And if you're writing progress reports or goals that have a percentage, how can you adequately stand up in court and say, this was a binary action that the learner did, yes or no. 
It's going to be very hard to do that. And not only for that, but it's very hard for you to remember what is 80% of the time? What is 70% of the time? Or is it the amount of steps? The parents often get confused. They don't know if 80% of the time is, or what happens to the other 20% of the time? Do you stop them? Obviously they don't get run over a car, but do they get run over a car? Is there like something else that happens? What else happens? And when you're using two different sets of criteria, but they're basically the same thing, a percentage, and then like two out of two times, that can be hard to differentiate if you're a parent and you don't understand exactly what's going on. So like I said, I like to write my goals in a way that can be captured in one class period. So here are typical goals. Sally will cross the street with 70% accuracy with one to two prompts. And that's the way that we've been taught to do things. In the university, they let you leave. It's kind of like you left karate school with a white belt. And because we don't really talk about this stuff as teachers, TBIs, and O&Ms, a lot of times we talk about the innovative strategies, which are awesome and we do need them. But this kind of stuff, elevating how we do things to make our lives easier falls under the wayside. If you're a TBI, maybe you might write something like, Sally will write three sentences in Braille with 70% accuracy with three prompts. And it has all of the parts of the anatomy of the goal. But let's look at how we can be much more descriptive in our condition. And then if possible, use the criteria so that way we can capture the data literally in one lesson when possible. And when it's not possible, Set up a system that we know exactly where that data is. If you see the learner every single day, but you only take data once a week, or if you want to say, you know, eight out of nine times, because the thing really does take a full hour of your time, then what you're going to want to do is have your data collection day be on the same day or in the same place. For me, I like to make my data collection to where I do it the lesson before the last lesson of the semester. So I know in all of my spreadsheets, I can just skip the last one because that's going to be a fun lesson, right? That's relationship building and all that jazz fun stuff and go to the one right beforehand. And then also now I have my lessons planned for at least two of the you know, nine to 13 weeks of the classes, they're done. We're working on this one thing. So for example, I might say while traveling in a quiet residential neighborhood and when given three verbal prompts to slow down, Sally will cross a plus shaped stop sign controlled intersection. I like to have a period, you can keep going on. It depends on what your admins want having two sentences in an IP goal, sometimes a little rogue, I get that. But I like to say she will complete this task on two out of two attempts. Now, what I would have said in the past might've been like two out of four with one prompt to slow down. But remember, I'm trying to capture this in as little, as few data collecting times as possible so that I don't have to 
go back to my other data collection times more than I need to. Because if I have 20 learners on my caseload, and if I'm just teaching O&M, that's one thing. That's still at least 20 to 100 extra minutes of doing progress reports. But if I have more than one subject that I'm reporting my progress on, that's going to be even more difficult. So for like, let's say bus riding skills, I might still say, Sally will plan and execute a trip using the city bus. And then I might say one out of one attempts. Girl, either you did it that day or you didn't. Binary. Knowing that she may not be able to generalize this skill yet. She may also need more prompts. And it might just be that that one day, I have to give her five prompts. And then as the year goes on, I give her less and less prompts. Or as the years go on, I give her less and less prompts. See how it works for you. Because then all you have to do is literally copy it from your goals or the progress report literally right above it, paste it, and where Sally will cross street or cross a plus-shaped intersection, she will complete this task, simply becomes was able to. And then she completed this task. And then all you have to do is literally look at your notes. You copy, you paste, and you literally look at one set of notes in order to get the data for the criterion and the amount of prompts. Do you see how that could make it things like a lot faster to be able to copy and paste and not have to sit down and like think about it? It takes a lot of cognitive memory to have to think about what you did and where it was. Good, Julie. I'm glad that it helps. I'm glad. And again, I know that these examples are O&M, but if you, wanted, if you want some support, I'm I keep pointing to it. <laughs> If you want some support for a VI goal, let me know because there are ways that we can do this with VI as well. Okay. So you guys want to write a goal that you might change and we can see how that rolls and see how it works for you guys. I'm going to let you write and then we can come back to it. So thus far, we've looked at ways that we can shape how we look at our assessments how we can take all the different parts of the assessment and kind of put them in a new puzzle piece to get all of the information that we need and then have a plan so that way we only have to go out once, <laughs> uh, maybe twice to get the information and be able to put it all down on the assessment, especially if they're going to be transferring or especially if they're moving on somewhere else and you need to be able to relay this information to other people. And we've also looked at how we can take our progress reports and change small things and copy paste, copy paste, copy paste, copy paste, copy paste, copy paste. When you have the experience of having all of your progress reports done and knowing that they are objective and not subjective, you didn't have to think about that one day, did was it four times or five times? Or how did they do that? Or how much percentage was it really? You don't have to think about it. You clear that brain space and copy and paste it. And then you get to move on to other things. That feeling is so empowering. But then you have to get to the lesson part of it. Now we're kind of at the top of you know, your day 
that whole line that we talked about. How to find time to write lessons and plans for every lesson without becoming overwhelmed. This is the hardest part. And this is probably what you had shown up for. You want to know how to teach creative lessons every single time. And what I'm about to tell you is not a shiny penny. We could sit here and come up with all these amazing ideas. And I do have ways to come up with amazing ideas. You can easily look up the different holidays of the month. I love doing that. You can easily look up making like different themes. I also really love making units and like a party planning unit that takes like four different lessons and making it all up and like making the materials and oh, it feels so good. But we need to be able to do this consistently. And there is a difference between one time and consistent. If your school requires percentages, I might try to find out why, but then yeah, 100%. Two out of two times is 100%, exactly. If they require percentages because of it's like a grade, then see if you can find the equivalent and make it as small of an equivalent as possible. Now, granted, this is a less amount of time, you know? So there's gonna be, you might need more prompts. And that happens as well. It's just a new way of thinking about things. Yeah, Jen says she loves units. She, has a, she had a blast planning a tea party with a sixth grade student. Yes, I love, I love units. They, they take up so much time and they're so comprehensive. Units actually also are more project-based learning, which is where we're going to right now because it really works. It puts everything into actual like perspective and it gives the learner a real world experience. And then parties like, oh my gosh, tea parties. I love all kinds of parties, pancake parties, just give it to me. I will plan, we'll plan a party. I love it. But with that, the key is to not get overwhelmed and to be able to do it consistently. Like if you're able to pull something out once, it's kind of like that overnight success, right? I'm thinking of that Mambo song. I can't remember, but like, you can think of like a one hit wonder, you know, a one hit wonder song. Oh, it's so amazing. That song. We had a great time that summer listening and dancing to that song, but where is that singer now? They're not Beyonce. Beyonce is consistent and she makes great things over time. And that's what impactful teachers do. It's over time. It's consistently showing up with impactful lessons. Okay, I switched to this a little too fast. We're going back to executive functioning and I'm gonna teach you a little bit about the science behind um, what we what we typically do and how we can do things better. So what we typically do is we plan our lesson maybe the five minutes before the student gets there. We have all of our materials for that student right there. So we grab our materials and then we go. Cool. It's gotten us this far. But we know that what got us here will not get us there. When we are looking at task switching, which is going from one thing to another, that's an executive functioning role. And it first started being studied in 1927. Uh, again, I'm not gonna read all this stuff to you, but it's the ability to shift your attention. However, there's a whole paragraph right here. I'm not gonna read it. It says, it's from the Encyclopedia of Neuroscience that the behavioral outcome of this processing is a robust 
switch cost, slower and more error-prone performance. What that basically means is when you switch from thing to thing, which is why I can't look at the chat and then talk to you guys, and you've noticed sometimes I'm like, eh, eh, eh. I wrote out a whole script for this. It's right here. <laughs> I can see it. And I still can't capture my words again. It happens all the time when we get a notification on our phone or, you know, somebody comes up to try to talk to us or a loud noise happens or we're trying to sit down to write an email and then the phone rings and we go back to it. You notice this all the time. Even when the task is the switching of the task is something that we know is coming. There is a switch cost, and that is the time and effort and performance cost of switching back and forth. I read somewhere a while ago that it was up to 20% of the time. It takes us a long time to like come back into it. 20% of the time that we were doing the task. I couldn't find it right now, so don't quote me on it. But if it's 20%, that's a lot. Either way, it's still really hard to say, no, this way that I've been doing it is the best way. And so I'm going to keep doing it that way. When there are better ways, there is this concept called batching. And if you follow me on Instagram, you might've heard me talk about it a lot. It's one of the greatest time management productivity hacks that I've ever found. And it's basically literally just doing the same thing for a long time. Because what ends up happening is you get into that mode where you say, okay, no emails right now, no phone calls. I'm not lesson planning. I'm not doing anything else. I'm just doing this one thing. And you can get so creative. Think about, you know, whatever hobby you have. When you're just doing that one thing and you're immersed in that one thing, you can go so much deeper and you can actually get so much more accomplished because that's all that you're doing. And if you're doing like a hobby or something creative, you can be so much more creative because your brain is pouring all of its energy into this one thing. You can do things a lot better and a lot faster, but that does not mean that it's easy to do because like we said, it's hard to find the time. If you didn't think you had time to lesson plan before, and then I'm saying, hey, create a full hour block to lesson plan. <laughs> like this girl is crazy. I can't do that. I can't do that at all. So we're gonna work it, we're gonna like backwards chain this, and we're going to teach you how to create the habit of batching your lesson plans. This is probably not what you came here for. And you know what? In like two weeks, you're gonna be like, man, that girl's smart. Okay, lesson plans with ease. First, batching your lessons. And then once you batch your lessons and you can gather your materials all at once, or you can just make a list of where your materials are. Your materials probably may not be with you exactly right then and there. But I bet Jennifer didn't say, hey, I'm gonna do a tea party unit and then like the day of the tea party lesson itself. No, she had to plan this. She had to say, okay, this learner needs to learn this on the first time, this on the second time, this on the third time, this on the fourth time, so on and so forth. Yeah, it took, it took months and it took a lot of planning. You have to think about it in advance. Because you know that the lessons that you plan for come out so much better. 
then the lessons that you're just winging it and you can get away with just winging it. But do you really want to get a, just like get away with just winging the 1% of time you have with the learner? That kind of puts it in perspective. We want things to be better. So in order to do that, our brains work best when we habit stack any new thing that we want to start. Let me teach you about habit stacking. We can do this for anything. It doesn't have to be our lessons, but let me tell you it works really well for your lessons when you do it the right way. Habit stacking is basically creating a new habit for yourself. So for me, what that looks like is performing the habit on the same day and time, or I'll teach you a little bit more about it, but this is what it looked like for me. I did my lesson plans every Friday after my last student left. I had this chunk of time that was allotted in our day, right? And I used to use it for like material making or catching up or whatever. But once I started making it for lesson planning, then I could leave, I could literally like put my brain down, my work brain, leave it at work, like when I closed my computer, leave it at work and go enjoy my weekend because I knew that I didn't have to think about it all weekend. There was nothing else to do. Maybe I could like make some materials if I wanted to, maybe I could do some stuff, but my lessons were there. I knew Monday morning exactly what I was gonna be doing. I had the materials on my desk ready to go or in my car so that way I could show up prepared without taking my weekend to prepare. And I think that that's what all of you deserve. But in order to do that, in order to make a habit work, you have to provide yourself with a reward. Like I started, I was doing it first like Wednesday mornings. Like I would find myself every Wednesday morning or midday for a few years being like, oh my gosh, I feel like I've been run over by a truck. I'm so exhausted. I need to figure out what I'm doing for the rest of the week. <laughs> and then like, again, Monday morning, I would show up and I'd be like, oh, what are we doing again? Oh, what lesson do I have? And that was so hard because my brain was being pulled in so many different directions. And sometimes I would have, you know, materials at a different place or I hadn't brought them or they were here. And I just, it was so much more difficult than when I, made it so that I gave myself a reward. And I know this sounds so silly, but then I was researching, like, why did that work for me? And in the four habits, four stages of habits. So have you heard of Atomic Habits by James Clear? He learned from somebody else who basically teaches the same thing. But these days, a lot of people learn from James Clear. It's a great book. And it, it kind of showcases, like, how habits are so ingrained with us. This is how it works. So first with any habit, we have a cue that triggers our brain to initiate behavior. And it's a, the cue is a bit of information that lets us know that we're gonna come to a reward. Typically that reward, you know, in our primal days was like food. Uh, now it's like money or personal satisfaction. Leaving work on Friday, definitely personal satisfaction. And then because you start to crave that reward, you start to get a craving every time you get the cue. It's kind of like Pavlov's dogs, right? Same thing. 
the response is the actual habit that you perform. Instead of being fed, we actually have to do the thing. So we have to have the motivation. And the reward has to be big enough that we motivate ourselves. The rewards teach us which actions are worth remembering in the in the future. So you can break habits this way. You can also start new habits. Today, we're going to start a new habit, which is the hardest one to do. Because with, when you break an, an old habit, you can redirect it. But when we're starting a new habit, and we are already at the place where we are, we've gotten the results that we've gotten, and they're pretty good. It's hard to get up and put ourselves in a challenging situation to reach for more, to see a vision of ourselves and our learners that's beyond what we have now and still be content with where we are now. That's a really hard place to be. That's where positive mindset comes in a little bit. So the cue, maybe for your lesson planning, your cue is going to be a notification on your phone. Maybe it's going to be you are going to lesson plan for your whole week on the first lesson planning period that you have on Monday morning. I was going to say, maybe you come in early. If you're a go-getter like that, go for it. Maybe it's staying late on Monday. For me, it was Friday afternoons. That worked really well because by Friday afternoon, I'm done. I don't want to be there. I love you all. See you later. Get me out of this place. That worked really well for me. If you were to think about a cue that might work for you, I'm going to ask you to write it in the chat. What kind of cue do you think you might put for your new habit? And then the natural part comes in with the craving and the response. And I also want you to think about, but you don't have to write in the chat, is the reward. What kind of reward do you get? For me, I got a lot of extra time. And I love that because I think that that allows us to be better people when we can live our lives outside of work and then we can come back and be better at work. So James Clear asks, how can I make it obvious, attractive, easy, and satisfying? And that's how you have it step. I'm going to encourage you. I know it's probably not what you came here looking for, but to think about how you can create the habit of setting aside at least an hour a week Maybe you take the lunch break. Maybe what you do is one hour a week, you see if you can take a lunch break and a planning together and use that extra time and plan your lessons so that way you don't stay late anymore. We could also talk about boundaries and all that jazz, cool. So Julie says, schedule the time for lesson planning in weekly 15 minute planner and write it down. That's perfect, Julie, love it. Okay, so often here, I give you a lot of quick wins and I ask what's possible for you. And today, I'm still gonna ask that and you're welcome to write it in the chat here. It's really taking that next step forward into that next version of yourself because we know that the more that we can take small steps in order to get to where we wanna go, the faster we will get there. It's kind of like if we had a ladder with like short runs, we can get all the way up to the top of the ladder. But if we have a ladder with like huge leaps, it's going to be much harder and take us much more effort to get there. So today we're taking like small steps. Stacy says to block it out and have an accountability partner. Stacy, way to go. Yes. Love it. I'll be your accountability partner. Anybody who wants to be accountability partners with lesson planning, let me know because I do it every week. 
And oh my gosh, I wish I could show you. I still have like all my lesson plans. I guess I couldn't show you. So now you have these time-saving tips. And today we really focus on the time-saving aspect of it all. But really, we just scratched the surface of different ways that you can save time and be an impactful teacher. It's kind of like we went to the spot section on Target and they were like, nope, nope, time to, time to go. If you want to continue on to see how you can become an even more impactful teacher, I invite you to stay and hang out with us for just a little bit longer. I'd also love to know your top action item that you've taken from today. And that way we can be, a, I'd love to be accountability partners with all of you guys. You can just send me an email. So if you're ready to keep going, and if you want to feel confident knowing that you are using the most innovative teaching strategies, you want to be able to leave work on time without guilt, you want to have creative ECC lesson plans that an abundance of them that are just hand delivered to you, wouldn't that be amazing? And have a life where your learner, your learners are so excited to learn and you're so excited to teach. That is what is in store for you. And that's what's there for you at the intersection of impactful teacher and a balanced life. Again, the impactful teacher consistently teaches impactful lessons. They use practical productivity ways to streamline and optimize their IEPs or, you know, there are some other things that we can do as well to really increase our productivity without doing more work. I don't like the idea of productivity, like more hustle. We need innovative teaching strategies and a positive mindset. All of that combined create an impactful teacher. So now you get to choose. You have all of these things that you know to be working on and you can work on them on your own or you can join us within our monthly membership. This is Clarity and it is one of the biggest, best resources that we have in our field to date, especially with everything that you get for it. What we did this year was, in the past, it was just for O&M specialists, because that's what I am. I'm an O&M specialist. Um, but we looked at this upcoming teacher shortage and said, you know what? We need to support everybody. So we actually hired other teachers, students with visual impairments, to come on to our team and become contributors for us. And I've been learning from them all summer. Oh my gosh, I love it. I, like I finally enjoy Nemeth again, which has been not what I was expecting to come from this. Clarity is your VI specialist life raft. It's there on the days that you can't even, you didn't lesson plan, you had a hard day at work or you had a hard time at home or things are going wrong or you're trying to buy a house in this economy or something's going on and you know that your learners don't deserve to get the not great not best part of you just because you have other things happening in your life you can't always separate it out on the screen there's this adorable gif of a little pug with a bow tie little stripes and a raft all around him and he's being held up in the pool because I just find this to be adorable as your little life raft. It's your path from overwhelmed like screaming crazy Annie in community to overjoyed again with two teachers high-fiving in the lounge and that's what I want for you. So what we do is we give you 
customizable lesson plans that you can customize in less than five minutes. You literally log in, download the lesson plan, and then teach. It also comes in, we have a wide variety of ECC topics and it comes with the accompanying materials. Some of the accompanying materials are videos for like rainy day lessons, or you ever have those lessons where it's like, oh, the student's not here. Oh, the student showed up. And you're like, oh, ah, ah. or like random crazy schedule things happen, or like it starts to snow outside and you weren't expecting it, or you have to go remote for some reason and you aren't expecting it. We know that the days of like snow days are probably over for most of us. We're still gonna be expected to teach, but we're not going to know about it. We're not gonna be able to go to our schools and pick up our resources or have lots of time where that extra flexibility, we're gonna have to do it on the spot. We started this in 2020 specifically for that. And we've just grown to also include different worksheets, printables, things that you can print out. Cynthia, one of our members, said that she's enjoyed using Clarity because it's given her new ideas to try with her students. And she looks forward each month to a new set of lessons to explore. And she appreciates the variety of topics that the lessons cover. There's a lot of games in it. And she said that she enjoys playing the games and doing the activities, especially the lessons involving intersections and street crossings. And then it's just nice to have another perspective to cover with our students. We make it so that you can use it with a wide, wide variety of ages of students. But, you know, sometimes some lesson plans are specifically for certain age groups. Also, because I know that one of the key paramount things that you need in order to continue to be an impactful teacher is innovative strategies. We have a monthly accredited workshops. These are absolutely free and they're top of myself and our whole team of contributors and experts. We have VI specialists coming on board for our VIs. This stuff is like, is really good and you don't have to search for it. And then you get the replay. And so if you don't get to join us live and you want your CEU, say it comes to like CEU recertification time like mine just did and you're like searching around for it, you don't have to. You can just fold your laundry on Sunday afternoon, have some coffee or sparkling water, learn new things at the comfort of your own time. Or you ever have those days, maybe it's just me where I wake up at like 1 a.m. and I'm like, oh, uh, sleeping's finished. And I wanna do something productive. So you can put in your headphones, sit on the couch and learn something new at your own time. And it's completely there available for you. Also, when you join us live for the accredited workshops, you get one-on-one -on -one support with your specific questions. This whole bundle, typically is on our website for 12 payments of $25. That is less than a cup of coffee a day. And we already talked about if you are making $55,000 a year, how there's a good chance if you're spending 20 hours a week, you're spending $27,000 for your own time money equivalency. So $25 a month for eight lesson plans and accompanying materials turns out to be less than a dollar a day. It's about a dollar per teaching day, a dollar per teaching day for all of that. And it keeps accumulating or one-time payment of $250 for the year. We also have bonuses that are already included in there for you. And some of them are taught by me, some of them are taught by other experts, and they also cover a wide variety of topics. We have four of them right now, creating a successful contracting business, Soundscape, 
We have ONM at home, which is also for VI specialists. I would definitely suggest it for you guys, as well as the power of self-determination. And we're looking at how to teach self-determination outside of the transition age, like a little bit younger and a wider range of students. If we were to look at that and you were to pay, I think the lowest amount to pay for a CEU at random places is like $10, that's $40 already. But then we have a full library, and we'll go into it in a little bit, of lesson plans that cover a wide range of topics. We already have ECC lesson plans in there already, including daily living skills. We have some Nemeth one, a Nemeth one already, as well as learning about their visual impairment. And we have so many coming down the pipe that are so good. <laughs> So good. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe that we get to give this away. This is amazing. This whole library of lesson plans, if you were to do that, like just buy a lesson plan on Teachers Pay Teachers for $5 and we have 160 lesson plans, as well as the four webinars, that's $840 in savings, which is so crazy. But I know we're teachers, right? And I think it's important that we give you the option to cancel at any time. And so know that when you join as a yearly member, you will be charged that one-time fee and get all of that for a full year. And when you join monthly, you just pay the $25 a month. Laura, who has been a very active member, she's been there with us since August of 2020 and says it's been an excellent resource over the past few years with all the uncertainty being remote and then being back in person. She enjoys the topic focused strategy sessions and lesson plans. And then lovingly, she said that we're always responsive with questions or suggestions, but hopefully you experience that as well. That's just one of our part of our mission. Maria also said that without clarity, she didn't know if she could have survived remote learning during COVID and that the materials cover a wide range, a variety of ages and abilities so that she can always find something to do with each of her students, even though that we're no longer remote, which is, you know, a topic for us to talk about, because I do want to make sure that these materials are appropriate, that you can just download them and go. She looks forward to her clarity lesson plans every month. So all together, because we're having actually a back to school bash, I know we're getting back into the swing of things right now. And I want to help prepare all of you guys. I think our biggest constraint within teaching right now is going to be your time. And I want to offer you something that's very affordable that you can look and see if this is even worth it for you. We have all of this, the eight lesson plans a month, as well as the accompanying materials, the webinar every month, the bonus webinars, the full library of lesson plans, and you can cancel anytime. And when you join us between now and August 11th, it's only $10 for a 30-day trial. And then your full membership will start. And you can either choose the yearly payment of $250 or $300 broken up into uh, 12 payments. And then your membership will actually start next month. So this month, you get it for $10, $10 that like, I can't even take my kids to Dunkin' Donuts and spend less than $10, but it gets better. Look, I know that what we talked about today is it's kind of hard to like have these quick wins. I want to offer you something that you feel really good about, but what we're doing is, is that really it's next level, you know, it's a next step of yourself. And sometimes it gets messy. So if you joined us live today, 
then I also want to give you one-on-one support with an IEP goal. If you join within the next hour and you came here live, I will offer to have you send me an email with your IEP goal and we can go back and forth about how this would look. How could you make it more streamlined? How can you make it easier for yourself and for the for the parents to understand what you're doing, given the constraints of your job and the place that you work, because we're all under different constraints. And we will figure out how to set up a system for you so that way it works for you and that you can replicate it just like any SOP would, a standard operating procedure. You can replicate how you do things so that you always know where the goal information is when you sit down to do your progress reports. That's only for people who are joining us live. So all of that together, still only $10 for the next 30 days. And you can join until August 11th to get that. After August 11th, we'll still have some bonuses available. I don't know if we're going to have the monthly payment option. We typically don't. It's typically annual only. If you want to pay with a purchase order, absolutely fine. You will be on the annual though, because it takes the business office and myself a lot. It's a lot of paperwork to do a monthly option. And schools typically like to see a yearly option and they like to know exactly what they're going to get. So you will get 12 CEUs, 12 webinars once a month and the ability to watch them at any time, as well as all of the other things that we said. All right, friends, we're going to get into Q&A about this part, but I'm going to drop some links in the chat. So that that way you can go check out, you know, everything about this and see what it's all about. I would love to answer any of your questions. Your ending code is the word plan, P-L-A-N. Again, your ending code is the word plan, P-L-A-N. And I'm going to be sending you that link as soon as this replay is uploaded. It should probably like take 10 minutes or so after, I guess, after our presentation ends, Diane might give me a little bit more information. Oh, Leah had to go. Again, you're going to want to make sure that that's all capitals, all lowercase, or the first letter is capitalized. And please don't leave a blank at the end. (laughs) People tend to get upset when there's a blank at the end and then they don't get their CEU credit. All right, friend. So questions about clarity and what it looks like in our membership. You are so welcome, Joanne. I am so happy that you guys got all this information and I'm so happy that we can support you all. This has been absolutely phenomenal. I'm going to let your questions roll in and I'm going to take a second and just show you what the whole system looks like and show you like how easy it is because I think it's easy for me to come here and say like, look at all these things in this tiny little box and that's great, but You want to see like what actually happens? How does this work for real, for real, for real? So the link that I gave you goes to here. This is our registration page and this will tell you more about it. And it walks you through a lot of different things. And then we also have even more testimonials here. You want to just check out what other people are saying about it. And then this is really how it works. Okay, once you register, you'll receive an invitation 
to the Clarity Portal. If you're already in the Clarity Portal, then, or any of our portals, you won't receive a username and password. You'll just receive a offer grant email and then the welcome email. You can go in there and you can immediately download everything. We don't have our registration up yet for this upcoming workshop because I want to see who's going to be in and see what your time looks like. And then the links to all of your workshops are in there as well. And then you can download and use your lesson plans immediately. Stacy asks, I work in a residential program, 18 to 21, four-year-olds with four staff members. Is there a team rate or you have to join individually, Stacy? Yeah. But thank you for asking that question. I think that this is really great for people in a residential program because you're working on so many daily living skills and there's so much that can be done here. We have a lot of recipes that are like no bake or recipes that you can also do at the residential program and then send home because that connection is really key when you work with residential and being able to say like, here's the Google Drive link and here's that. You can send it to the parents. And we have it set up so that it's super easy to access. You can access on your phone at any time. It really is just, you log in, I can't show you on my phone, but I'll show you here. And then you can easily get your lesson plan. And then you can also look at what lessons are within there as well. And every lesson has an age range to it. It's really cool. And we try to make it very succinct in the title so that way you don't have to be guessing. And I do want your satisfaction to be our guarantee. So because it's digital downloads, we can't offer you a refund, but you're welcome to cancel at any time. And it's only $10 this month. Like it's so great. So you can get immediate access there. I mean, I can pull that up, but it will take you to the checkout page. And if you want to do a, they'll ask you for your information here and you have three options. You can do $25 a month, $250 a year, which you save $50 or you can do $250 a year with a purchase order and that's also acceptable. And yeah, they are individual licenses. The cool thing about this is after this month, you'll be locked into that rate for the amount of time that you stay a member. Clarity has been around since COVID basically, since July of 2020. And though whoever, like whatever rate people entered in at, they've stayed. And a lot of our members have been in Clarity since the beginning, which I find to be one of the best parts about it. But a lot of times people have questions of, will this actually work for me? And I think that's a very valid question. Before we put our money anywhere, especially in this economy, I'm not trying to say that, you know, all teachers are super, like, we're super wealthy and we're just blowing our money everywhere and not cognizant of where it goes, we're, we're very cognizant spenders. We have to look at what really matters to us. How much time are we spending at work? And then how much money are we actually giving away to our job? Where if we could have that time back, what else could we do with it? Because we can always make more money. We can drive for Uber. We can Rover pets say there are so many other ways that we can make money, even though our salaries are capped. But what is our time worth? 
And for us, it's a very delicate balance between figuring out what's worth it. That's why we do offer the purchase order option. Also, when you're a member of Clarity, you do get 10% off any of our conferences. And I can't say what I want to do to help other VI specialists, but I think that you guys have been through the ringer and there are a lot of ways that we can support you. So the purchase order works really well for teachers who want to be able to continue and learn and grow with innovative strategies. It's the same amount as you would pay for a conference. It's just that you don't have to dedicate three full days to going to a conference and you don't have the travel fees and things like that. Oh, if you want the clarity information, here you go. You can check out our website or if you are ready, to join us right now. And you're like, this is for me, like sign me up. $10, super cool. Because I think it's very good to look at, you know, the back end of it as well too. Also know that there's a lot of lesson plans in draft that aren't released. We release a certain amount of lesson plans every month, new ones. So we have new ones coming all the time. and. Typically what ends up happening, which is how it was created and designed is when our members come in and they say, hey, I have students from this age to this age, like 18 to 21, I want to work on oven skills. Great, we have a team of teachers who may have taught oven skills. And what they're doing is they're gathering the materials, they're researching for you so that way they can find recipes for you. They can figure out the best way that we can configure this material to reach not just students with low vision, but students who are blind as well, and give you the materials in a way that you can print them out. A lot of times you can run them through Duxbury or Swell paper or other things of that nature. And then for some O&Ms, we might need some more videos or we might need some other materials that we want to be able to share with our learners in that way. So let's take a look at just some of the skills that we have. So one of my new favorite ones that I think is really great for August specifically is helping learners identify their vision and their goals. This is by Kaylee Rudkin. I'm so glad that you guys are enjoying this. So look, here's a lesson plan, super easy. She broke hers into two lesson plans and then she has a little video and she has gone through and found the YouTube videos for you. If you want to download it, you just go right here, download. And you have the lesson plan, the PDF and the PowerPoint. Sometimes my computer doesn't like to open up PowerPoints. Let's see how my internet is doing. Okay, great. So look at that. We have this full lesson plan right here. And then we also have the PowerPoint and we have the materials. So if you're like, I don't really wanna log on all the time. If you're really good with Google, we got you covered. All you have to do is add this, take it out of shared with me and add it to your Google, if that makes sense. And so you can print this out as a PDF. You can print it out as a Word document. You can braille it, you can run this. You probably can't run these through Duxbury, but you can run the rest through Duxbury and it's all there for you. Exactly how to do everything. 
So imagine it's a typical Monday morning and you didn't lesson plan on Friday night. You went to happy hour instead. Nobody's hating on you. And then you get to school and you want to be able to teach an amazingly impactful lesson. And, you know, your learner shows up and they are ready to learn. And you're like, oh, man, what are we going to do? You can easily go into either you can pull it up on your phone. You can pull it up on any computer or you can pull it up in your Google Drive and you have a lesson plan right there for your learner. In your Google Drive, you can also save it to add a shortcut to your Google Drive and you can save it to that learner's folder. So if you see something, easily go in and put it in your learner's folder. I will always suggest Google, especially if you have a work account because they're HIPAA and purple compliant, but that's not what this presentation is about today. You see, isn't that so amazing? For $10, you guys, I'm so glad that we get to be able to do this. We have never run a discount like this ever, not in this manner. And I don't know that we will again, but this economy was kind of like, let's get them something. Let's give them a little bit of a break. I think we all need a little bit of a break sometimes. Okay, we've got some data collection stuff I wanted to show you as well. We have assessment games. We've got a map here. We have an O&M concept games. Data tracking Google Forms. So if you do use Google Forms for your data tracking, all you have to do is set up your own data collection form this way. Now, forms are a little bit difficult because you can't just like copy them. You have to make your own, but you can make your own of one and then copy your own that way. We've got some directional slides. We've got some goal reviews, semester expectation reviews edible skill sheets from Jen Reader. So these are actually from her teacher pay teacher site. You can pay her $5, $4. I don't know how much they are for these lesson plans. And she is an amazing, amazing ONM specialist who comes up with such incredible things. If you guys have any questions, please feel free to let me know. Oh, one of my favorites. I have a couple of favorites, but like Father's Day, right? We know that learners do better when we collaborate with their family. So you can literally print something out. This is for, you know, someone kind of younger, but I actually take my kids on hikes all the time and I don't really ever see that stopping. But again, you have your Google materials right here and you might want to print out a map, trail mix components or a pre-made trail mix. And then you have your objectives, this is definitely an O&M one, but it could be for anybody. It's really about relationship building with the family. And then you have advanced options, and then you create a card here to give to dad. And all of this is ready for you in the Google Drive, creating a gift. And then again, your downloads. You have a PDF and you have a PowerPoint, we like to do slides because that way you can download it in a variety of different manners and really make it work for yourself. Okay, and then a lot of times in the materials section here, we also include a Word document. We have wheelchair O&M. Let's get to some more ECC stuff, social emotional skills. We have a social story for people with autism spectrum disorder as well. We do have some deaf blindness lesson plans in here. The other really cool thing that I love is, okay, I'm gonna go back to my dashboard. Watch this. 
if you have like a hankering for something, right? And you want to be able to teach something specific. All you have to do is search for it. It's like the little mini Google. It's so amazing. Okay, what do we want to search for, Nimit? Yay, good. If I could spell Nimit. Let's see if that one's oh, good. So we've got Nemeth practice here. I, I literally just search for it. I love the fact that we have such a big library. Uh, sometimes it does feel like it's a lot and I don't want it to feel like a lot. So I, I just go search for it. I know, I don't know if that's good or bad or what, but we've got October holidays. I'm so glad that you're enjoying this stuff, you guys. World Silver Palsy Day. So if you have, if you're like, oh, it's October, what? holidays do we have oh there's one. Oh my gosh this is for younger kids i will show you stuff for our adults but this is one of my favorite ones meow like a pirate day apparently it's in more than one section meow like a pirate day is an actual day how hilarious is that there's a real meow like a pirate day it's in september it's coming up look it up make a lesson plan about it and your brain will be able to do that better now that you have set aside time to batch your lesson plans meow like a pirate day treasure hunt materials we also have oh day is talk like a pirate talk like a pirate day it also became meow like a pirate day i need to edit that okay so we do the treasure hunt and then for the next clue we have number one, number two. So watch, I'll show you what this looks like. Meow like a pirate is, is kind of big. Let's do it here. So this is the Google Docs and this is what I'm saying. It's so easy. If your student isn't gonna get it, then you just change it. You can print this out and then you can easily braille it or you can make it into two separate documents put the braille on one and then the up and the rest of the stuff on the other. It's gonna take it a second to come up on my computer. So my computer has decided that it's old all of a sudden. Good. So look at this. I've walked you through 10 of these in five, 10 minutes. See, and you just look it over and you make adjustments. You can easily, easily save yourself hundreds of hours a year, even if you use one lesson plan a week, one out of 160, even if you use one lesson plan a week, that'll save you what, $38 a week? I don't even know how much that is, but that's $38 a week, but you're only paying $25 a month, if that. This is such an incredible deal. And it's seriously one of my favorite things to be able to offer because it helps people so much. It's like the HelloFresh of lesson plans. Look, follow a treasure map to a secret location. For the next clue, think number one, think number two. This is so funny. Turn up the heat. It will help you bake a cake. I have four legs and a head, but I can't walk. What am I? This is in the house. And then this one is in school. One gulp, two gulps, three gulps, four. When you're hot, you may want even more. Uh, this is a place you can poop and have fun. There's still no sitting. It's time to run. So you know how we've done so many scavenger hunts and sometimes you're like, I don't even know what to come up with. Bam, right here. And even if you don't use these, like just sitting here watching this is probably giving you ideas. And it's so phenomenal. 
I absolutely love this. And then we've also formatted all of the lesson plans. If you actually want to download the lesson plan to look really nice and they're just really fun here. So again, if you want to join us, I'm just going to put, you guys have heard me talk about it so much. If you want to join us within the next hour or so before the replay is up, you and I can chat about any of your IEP goals that you want to chat about. Make sure that you're streamlining your processes. I'm absolutely happy to help. That is to help get you in the door because it's a, it gets kind of hectic on our end. We have a really small team and I want to incentivize those who know that this is for you or just at least willing to take a risk and see. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm so glad that you guys really enjoy this because it is just so fun. Let's also go take a look at, we have community calls in here. Oh, I didn't really talk about that very much. Oop. Okay. We have a motor development workshop because these are currently not accredited. We are working on strategies to get them accredited, but as for right now, I'm not going to sell them to you as they are accredited because that would step me out of integrity. So we have a motor development workshop. We have increasing interdependence through shopping and soliciting assistance. We also used to do strategy sessions where the entire community would gather together, especially when it was around COVID times and we were all teaching remote and was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? This one is a very special workshop on how to be more productive using your natural energy. And then we have so many strategies. Guest experts, Katie Erickson and Dr. Amy Parker and Julie Wright came in and they talked about distance learning. And then we have just so many clarity strategy sessions. You can go in and get, watch other people and see what they're struggling with and understand that you're, you're normal. We're, we're all in this together. And then we also have monthly accredited workshops here as well. They're super easy. You can take them anytime and then watch. They're on a wide variety of topics because being an innovative teacher, you need to have innovative teaching strategies. This one is specifically for those who are looking to create their own contracting business. I remember taking a presentation when I was not even thinking about leaving my job. And lucky that I did because had I not, when I needed the information, it wasn't there. So I made a lot of mistakes and you'll get to hear about all the mistakes that I made and how for you not to make them. And so this is your CEU form. If you can see it in here, super duper duper easy. And this is really clarity. You know, it, it's not so much about like what's in here that makes a difference. It's really what's in, in here in you that's going to make a difference. Are you going to take the five minutes to create these amazing lesson plans and share them with your learners? Are you, are you going to, you know, make this work for you? Impactful teachers all around the world are within our membership and in our community, and they're having a lot of success and able to go home at a decent time because this elevates their teaching and it helps get them out of that rut and get them new ideas and new experiences. And every week you get two new lesson plans in your inbox. Even if you just use one of them, even if you just use two a month, that's still going to save you so much time, so much energy. So if you're still here, I bet it's because you have a question We've been here for a while, almost two hours now, and I would love to answer any questions that you have. 
you are more than welcome to send me a DM. Or if you, you know, want to say, send me a DM and let me know that you are waiting till other people leave. That is totally okay too. You're well, a DM is a direct message. I get that all the time. So sorry for using what I would call millennial lingo, even though we've got probably some almost Gen Z years in the house, right? Yeah, so I could show you these all day long. Like they're super great. We have some about public transportation as well, transferring buses, ride share. And there's no way that I can go into all of these and show you everything that we have. There's no way we can stay here all day for that. Because if you're asking yourself, is this for me? Maybe the question is like, how can, how can I make this work? Will, will this be a catalyst to my success? And is it worth it to me? Is it worth being able to pull up these lesson plans at any time? And is it worth it to me to save that extra time and maybe not have to sit down every single week and lesson plan? Or maybe be able to go home to my family or maybe be able to enjoy my life more than I am right now. And then use the innovative teaching strategies to get better and better and better because the experts that we're bringing in are our same clarity experts. Joan Broadbeck is producing a lot of lesson plans. If you know her, she's amazing. Katie Armstrong has as well. We also have some new Clarity contributors. We have a woman named Whitney Carter, Kaylee Rudkin, and Cameron Smith. They're all producing lesson plans for you. And they have so many years experience being TBIs. And they look at being a TBI in different ways. You know, we can get all this tunnel vision and do things our way. But when we step out of that, that's when the magic really happens. So I... I'm absolutely 100% here. If you have any more questions, let's see you guys. Helena, I'd love to know if you have any questions about anything we went over today. Hayutran, Jamie, Joanne, Mandy, Molly. Hey, Sarah. Oh, I'm so happy to see you. I'll see you in a few days as well. Suzanne, I'm so glad that you guys are here and really sticking this out and seeing know what there is and if it is going to work for you. I'm going to stop the recording now. So if you guys are watching the replay, I'm so grateful that you are. All of this is available until August 11th for $10 for this month. It's probably the best price that we'll ever do it for. I mean, really $10 is crazy. It's absolutely crazy. There are other lesson plan memberships on the market for like $50 a month. And that is worth it. It's really all just about, you know, your personal choice and your personal preference and who you want to be this year. 